Merry Christmas! Or another general welcome. Did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose? What? That's so true. Well, guess what? <laughs> yes, it is true! It is, and we want to help you take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Let us know that you're out there. Comment, share, like, do your thing. Do your thing. And it's official. We are in the Christmas season. Tis the season to do life together. Yes. Please make a tradition with us this year and invite a friend or two to join you. Do it. This Sunday is Be the Church Sunday. We're not just listening to a message, but we're actually being the church. We're packing hundreds of bags full of necessities and joy for those in need. And on Sunday the 19th, we have Christmas with the Prams. Who doesn't enjoy a Christmas concert? I know I do. (laughs) It's great. We have three Christmas Eve services, 1.30, 3.00, and 4.30 p.m. And an epic evening remembering Jesus coming to earth. Mm-hmm. And we will have the end of the year all together as a church family doing a little thing called Sweatpants Sunday. Literally, roll out of bed, come in your sweatpants, and let's enjoy church in comfort. That's right. Yeah. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your continued willingness to give. If you are looking to give today, you can do so in two ways. On our website or text any amount to 84321. We hope you enjoy Echo Sunday service. Enjoy. Enjoy. Be with you.
here at Echo, we just want to say welcome, and I just want to thank the band for giving us that song this morning, Glory to Glory, and just receiving that and being transformed in God's glory in this place. Amen.
this room, will you just position yourself in a, in a place to receive from God today? Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our spaces because we came into a room where you were already present <laughs> and we just get to join you. And today we come to receive. God, we come carrying burdens. Some of us carry sickness. Some of us carry concerns. Some of us carry obstacles in front of us and uh, we just believe, Jesus, you want to enter into those spaces today. In Jesus' name, as the band continues to play, I'm gonna ask actually uh, some of our prayer team members and some of our staff members just to make themselves present up front here just for the next few minutes. Uh, last week, I had mentioned how the church is for your profit. Y'all remember that? And we also believe it's not just for our profit. But I do believe that when Jesus came, in, came into the temple and he turned over the tables, the very next thing he did was welcome the weak to come and receive healing. He welcomed those that just needed a little bit more of God to come into that space with him today. And I just sense that the Lord wants to do something special today, not manufactured by man, but, but really a movement from the Holy Spirit to encourage. And I, I sense that God's healing is in this place. I believe God's in the business of restoring. And as they sing this song, just one last time, just a portion of it, I'm gonna actually invite you to be bold enough. If you need something from God, if you need the local church, you need the Holy Spirit to profit you this morning, I'm gonna ask that you'd step away from your seats, your comfort zone, and that you would step into communion with others as we invite God to do something in your life. I'm gonna pray and then I'm gonna ask that you'd step out from your seats if you need prayer. If you need prayer and you don't wanna leave your seat, then man, find someone next to you. Put your hand uh, on them if they give you permission and, and pray for one another. But I wanna make this this place, the castle today, a house of prayer. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Subpar. Oh, we're doing good. Hey, um, last week in the Test Me series, I made this uh, one main statement that the local church is for your profit, but it's not just for our profit. And in this moment, this morning, what I wanted to do is facilitate uh, what the Lord wants to do in and through us. Uh, and, and again, in a series where we're primarily focusing on our financing and our, our finances and, and our generosity, I don't want to miss this one opportunity to teach you that the Lord's not really interested in your money. He's interested in your heart. 
He's interested in the deep spaces of your life. And, uh, and, and I just wanted to take a moment just to receive from God, because how many know that we need something from the Lord this week? Can I hear it? Amen. And, uh, and anyway, so last week I spoke real... Um, well, I spoke about Jesus coming into the temple and flipping the tables. And, as he, and when he flipped the tables, uh, what he did is he really messed with, with kind of, uh, well, he messed with the money changers. He messed with uh, kind of their perspective on how, how their business or how their life and uh, their ambitions should look like. And then after that, he invites those that are weak and poor and, and those that are marginalized in society to come into the temple and to receive. And, and what I was suggesting last week was, was this, is that we are that temple. He says we are that temple of the Holy Spirit, and we are money changers, and we do need those moments, and we do need to consistently approach God and ask him to flip our own tables. To not, let, not to allow pride to stand in the way for the Lord to continue the work that he desires to do in you so he can work through you. Now, come on, that's good. You should shout amen about that. Because God is not, is not done yet, and what you've done so far is only the beginning. There's so much more for you to accomplish. But we've got to continue to posture ourselves in that aspect of receive, receiving that the Lord wants to invest in you, that he wants you to profit from his spirit. So I'm just asking us to, in ourselves as, as, as church, uh, the local church, as members of the church uh, at large, is that we would invite Jesus to flip over the tables of our hearts, our time, our priorities, our passions, our pursuits, and our securities. Easier said than done. But I sense that that's what God wants to do today. That's what he wants to do today. Now, in the midst of God flipping our tables, um, it seems like uh, the world's flipping our tables as a local church as well. And some of you uh, saw those wonderful articles and some of the news reports uh, in our local news. Uh, and that, what exciting times. What exciting. Some of you did not see that. Uh, you didn't read or uh, watch some of the things that were said. And I want to just address uh, a few of, of those things. But I, uh, I want to tell you this, is we should always expect that when we're pressing forward, we're always going to have a pushback. And so, like, why am I, am I surprised that this is going on? no. And that's how the kingdom of God works. And, and, but I do want to teach, and I, kinda, and I don't kind of, I want to lead us through this, this um, unique opportunity. And, uh, and, and the first thing I want to tell you that in the midst of this very moment where we were instructed by, uh, really honestly, the Post Bulletin that we're going to lose our lease on the space uh, due to some city decisions, um, that... I want to remind us as church, the church, as Echo Church, that our language matters, that our tone matters, and how we handle this current situation will reflect who Jesus is in and through us. Can I hear an amen? And so, so even though we feel the press, we feel the push, I'm telling you what, we still got to be saved here. And, 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 you know, this current situation, I want to remind you that we serve God that we follow Jesus and we don't occupy a building. 
There's so much more to the local church. And so, so right now, a few things that you need to know is for the last year, uh, primarily Scott Scholl and I, uh, we have been working on trying to extend our lease here. And we've failed. <laughs> we have tried and we've tried and tried. And, uh, and, and honestly, at this point, this, this, um, uh, what was reported uh, was, was displaying that our stay here may come to a close. Uh, and, you know, there are some announcements where you're going to find that, like, I can get really emotional about and I get, like, teary-eyed. And I, and I just want you to see me right now. I'm not crying. I'm, I'm really easily to, to that point. But I don't think it's a moment that, that I'm concerned about when, when, when we might not be able to meet here. Because I know God is bigger and he's better and he has a plan. And many times in this church planting season, I have felt quite a bit like Moses in the middle of the desert going, like, where are we going next? And I feel like that's one of these moments. And I want to be a people of faith, but I also want to be a people that are, that's not stuck in the desert for the next 40 years. So I want to remind you how we act in this very moment will set us up for the next moment that God is setting up for us. And if we want to be in the desert for the next 40 years, then let's do some complaining. Do you know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and just not act quite like Jesus, and he's going to go ahead and work that out of us in the desert. And so uh, the other thing that I want to let you know is, um, and, and I want to make this uh, known for those that are in the room, is the landlords in this building have always been generous, and they've always been kind, and they've always been willing to work with us. But what what they agreed upon with the purchase of the building and, and the plans and the proposals that were made to the city is what's making this moment full of tension. And so I, I just wanna uh, present to you that, that we're, we're working. We, we've never not worked in trying to find a permanent uh, stay in a place for Echo Church. Uh, but yet the very mo- at this very moment, like we're at a place where, where we feel like we're, we're really just like, we're, we're kind of at the weak point. Like, but you know what I'm excited about? When we can't really do anything, that's when God can do everything. Like in our weakness is when Jesus shows up and he's the strongest. Um, and I want to make this statement. I want to be sensitive for those that have um, gone through hard things in the past. So, so I'm not making this as an as a overarching general statement, but a statement for who we are as a church. We are not the victims here. We're the victors. We are not victims. And I'll tell you this. I, I refuse to put myself in the victim seat today and make myself and put myself in the passive seat. But what I want to do even more is be passionate live out the hope, the love, the joy, the peace of God that he's placed in my life, in Echo's, Echo's life, in your hearts, and, and let's live it out. And, uh, and let me just make this another statement here. This is another good one. Uh, the city and its officials are not our enemies. They're our purpose. They are our purpose. And so uh, we can get angry, but the Bible reminds us to be angry and sin not. And, and I just want to be that church is as sensitive to this situation. Yes, we're passionate about the cause. We're passionate about what we want to accomplish in the center of the city. Be unapologetic about that. But at the same time, uh, let God do the work. 
and, and let us love through the scenario. And, and the last thing I will say about this scenario is uh, as I was seeking the Lord this week, uh, man, the Lord has been speaking to me and I've been journaling and I hope to share some of those things to you as we continue down this process. But one of the things that absolutely jumped out of the page just the other day as I was reading out of 1 Samuel uh, and it was this. It said, wherever Saul sent David, he was successful. I want to tell you today, wherever the city sends us, we will be successful. We, you know what I'm saying? Like that, come on. You know, like, uh, it's like, I could just feel like in the room that you're like on a team and you're not quite sure if we're going to win the game today. <laughs> uh, and quite frankly, I don't know if we will either. But I know this is win or lose, we will go into the fire and we will sit there with Jesus and we'll come out better because of it. Anyway, that's good. Anyway, 2 Corinthians 4 says this, 4, 8 through 9 says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down and not destroyed. This is a moment for us to shine, Echo. This is a moment that does not surprise God. Okay, I said this a couple week, weeks ago. Do you think that our sustainer, do you think our provider is surprised at this very moment? Not, I just didn't want it to apply to me. I didn't want it to apply to us. I just kind of wanted to throw it out in the atmosphere and say, well, that was a good message, Andy, but none of us need to apply it. But that's where we are today. What I want to do quickly is I want to open up to, to Luke chapter six and, and, and uh, the very same thing moment that we're navigating today has a lot to do with test me. <laughs> it's so good. I, I hate this series now, uh, but this is, this is a moment where the Lord is testing me. It's testing us and where are we going to go as a church? And, and uh, just contextually what's happening in this, is, in this scripture is, is, is interesting enough in the beginning of Luke chapter 6 on the, on the Shabbat or the Sabbath, uh, Jesus is passing through some wheat fields. And as he's walking through, I envision the margins of the fields. The disciples are picking the grains of the field and they're eating it. And, and because they are taking what the landover, uh, landowners left behind, uh, but because of the day that they were walking, uh, walking through that location and doing what they were doing, the, the religious people were up against them and they were pressing them. But I, I just want to let you know that they were living out uh, the, the order of generosity in that very moment which I find absolutely fascinating within the, the series that we're talking about. And then the very next day, it says in 6.6, uh, Jesus goes up and he heals someone within the temple, within the synagogue. And people have a problem with that because you can't do that on the Sabbath. I find it absolutely fascinating that we see Jesus uh, receiving pressure because he's, he is receiving something from the church, receiving from the community of believers, and yet he's giving, but it's not really in the context of which people want it to see. That's the context of what I'm going to read in, uh, to you this morning. But eventually we got to go to Luke 6.30 and it says this. Uh, it says, if someone asks you for something, give it to them. I don't want to. <laughs> if someone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. It says, treat others as you would like them to treat you. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, oh man. What credit, what credit is it to you if you love only those who love you? 
Why, even sinners love those who love them. What credit is it to you if you do good only to those who do good to you? Even sinners do that. What credit is it to you to lend only to those who expect, uh, expect a payback? Even sinners lend to others expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good and lend expecting nothing in back. Your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and he's kind to the wicked. And then he says this to the church. This is what he tells Echo Church. Show compassion just as your father has shown compassion. And he says, don't judge or you will be judged. Don't condemn and, and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven and give and you will receive gifts. The full measure, compacted, shaken together, overflowing, will be put right into your lap, laps. For the measure in which you measure out will be used to the measure back to you. Look at your neighbor and say, we will reap what we sow. I mean, I don't really know a scripture that, that could apply more to our current scenario and this series more than this one. And when I've listened to many other pastors, uh, they're really, really good at, at leveraging that last scripture, that last verse that says, give and it will be given unto you and say, well, that is, that is the, the spiritual fact that if you sow into the local church, you sow into missions, you sow into the community around you and you're generous, the Lord's going to be generous back to you. And yes, that is true, but there's so much more than just being uh, giving so that we might receive. And although that is important for us today, the message that I want to remind us is we're supposed to be a church that gives mercy, that we're not supposed to be quick to judgment. We're not supposed to buy into uh, condemnation and, and, and we're supposed to operate within forgiveness. And, and if there's a message that I want to just throw on the table today is this, is test me, Lord. Test me, test us and test Echo Church. And when we feel like things are being taken away, man, you know what a type of church I wanna be? Is I wanna be a church that gives that much more. When things are being pressed or when, when we press forward in the kingdom of God and, and, and maybe this world and the, the prince of this world pushes us back, man, I wanna become that much, I wanna become that much more generous to the world around us. I feel like the Lord wants us to be givers of mercy, that the Lord would begin to just put within our heart when he flips our tables, right, the, of, of our temple, of our being, of our soul, that when he flips it, uh, that, that we become people of mercy. That number two, we become people of understanding, that I would become a person of understanding and that I would begin to commend more than condemn. Every look at your neighbor and say, that's good. Commend more than we condemn. And quite frankly, one of the, one of the I think one of the traps of this world is uh, offense. And I want to become an unoffendable people. And I want to be people of forgiveness because we've received the most forgiveness through Jesus. 
And so here's it, here it is, it's the test. We're, we're walking through it. And, and for many of us, uh, you know, I wanna encourage you as, as we've talked about this and as, as yes, a place of our heart and our passions and our pursuits and our vision and our dreams. At the same time, the Lord is testing us and wanting us to test him back when it comes to our financing, uh, our finances and, and our provision, our sustainability in life. Like, like this is all happening at the same time for a really good reason. It's our time and this is our moment. And coincidentally, in the midst of the planning of this series, we didn't know what we would be up against. And just because now we're up against something doesn't mean we can't have vision for the future. And so I'm going to invite my, my beautiful wife, Christy, to come up here. And what we want to do is unwrap uh, what we call some generous vision and some echo vision uh, for us in 21 and 22. And we're going to ask that the ushers, uh, we, we've got some pieces of paper to give every single one of you to uh, begin to dream with us, to begin to envision of what type of church and what type of generous church we could be in the next year. I hope you're excited about it. I'm excited about, about it. It makes me kind of nervous at the same time that I know the Lord uh, is, is in, in the details. Amen. Amen. So we've been working behind the scenes, as Andy mentioned, for the past year, honestly, of what our next steps are. And when we planned for today, we did not know that it would be everything that happened in the past seven days would, would have happened, but God knew. And so here we are casting some vision and sharing with you. And so there's a sheet that's being handed out and it's broken down into four categories. And our goal is to unpack that a little bit with you today, talking about what our next steps are at ECHO. You see here at ECHO, we believe in the present and we believe in the future. And today is a, a day about inviting you in to the story and inviting you in to what God, we believe God is calling us to do. From the get-go, our heart has, to been, has been to give everything away. That what we have is not ours, it's for other people. And you see, when you're a part of a church and you're giving things away and we're doing things locally and globally and we're planning ahead, yes, we're giving away, but it is coming from somewhere. And so today we are inviting you in to be a part of that, to be a part of that ownership of being part of the team, being part of this church, and honestly asking God, testing him with your finances, testing him with your time, testing him with your talents, testing him with what you have been given, because it's not for us, it's for other people. Amen? So today we are going to show you the sheet. You guys can look at it. We're going to start with local, all right? And so before we even go through this, I want to share a little of our heart with this too, is that when we look at this sheet, and the breakdown of what Andy and I put together as far as like how ECHO is going to, we want to use our generous funds in the next year. I want you to understand one thing. And our why behind all of this is you. Our why is to impact your life more. And I hope that you're sitting here today and you, have a, you recognize that God has done so much already and that you would not be here without God. But the work is not done. And we have more vision than ever of what our next steps are. And so we're really excited to include you in on this. It's not about us, it's about them. It's about the people in the community and our heart for ECHO is yes, we wanna reach local. 
If you look at local, we have a big goal here to raise $50,000 in the next year. And to some of you, that's a lot of money, and some of you, that's not that much. But for us, our heart is to be a hope in this city. We don't feel like since day one, we, we do not need to start all these new nonprofits. We want to partner with nonprofits that already exist. We want to be a church that makes an impact. And we've said since before we even launched Echo, it's not to pride ourselves, but if Echo did not exist, the biggest compliment that I could hear is that the church was missed. And it's not because of how cool we are or what we did or like mom term, tooting our own horn. It is because we actually make an impact. We actually affected people's lives and we partner with people. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about the big church. And so there are phenomenal phenomenal nonprofits in this city and ministries that we have the opportunity to partner with. And we already have, but we want to do more. So there's groups like, if you look at here, the landing. We love the landing. And so our heart is to continually to partner with them, walking alongside them. We're a phone call away. They're down the street. And we want to help people get off the streets. We want to help them find jobs and homes and have resources with their mental health. And so there's the landing. We have Minnesota Teen Challenge. We love Minnesota Teen Challenge. We have the blessing of having a women and a men's facility right in our own city. And so we're really excited about that and just continuing to partner with them. There's Next Chapter. Next Chapter, do you guys know what Next Chapter is? Next Chapter is an awesome nonprofit where they help people when they come out of prison in that next step. We don't want them to repeat what has already been done. We want to help them set, be set up for success, partnering with the spouses, the significant others, and their children because they need our support. There's groups like Boys and Girls Club, Lim Lab, Brandon. Wave, Brandon. On, Brandon was singing on. today. We love... Lim Lab, Brandon owns Lim Lab. Yes, clap. Well, so I, I want to pause here. Um, Brandon, um, man, what a, what a beautiful thing you do every day. And you inspire us. And uh, you have the Lim Lab Foundation. And, and words are cheap. And what we want to do is get behind, uh, get behind you. And, and I sense there's actually a new chapter in your life where the foundation begins to, to be something that God wants more than you could ever imagine or dream. And we want to come behind you as you equip. And you, you, you in essence, give people a second chance. That, that you invite people into your space and they walk away with not only a limb, but they, they walk away with hope and uh, excitement and a new future in front of them. And, and we didn't tell you we were putting on this because I want it to be a surprise, but I want you to know, and, and from our hearts to yours, man, we're excited to partner with you this year and to see what the Lord can do through your nonprofit. Let's go. We, we have some other things, and we don't really have time to talk about all of these in details, but that we do, and we want to continue to serve our city. We want to participate uh, in, in Build-A-Bag like we do every year, trying to impact people through needs. And then we have the Echo CU uh, Fund that just tries to just, man, bring some joy when, they're, when it's hard to find. And, and so uh, the one thing I want you to know about the local missions and this generous fund uh, with global missions, and as you can turn the page, you see church planning and here to stay, is what we wanted to do within this series is, is put a target out there. Because how many know if there is no target, you'll never hit it? 
Well, I'm just wondering if we put a target, what if we do hit it? What if we do hit it? I want to put some goals and ambitions to, uh, for us to test God. And honestly, these numbers are bigger than what we can handle. I'm just telling you, they're bigger than what, what we can do. And, and I just want to test God and say, God, but what if you come into Echo Church, that you would go and inspire us beyond our 10% of our income? What could we do as a generous people to impact people locally, globally, uh, with church planning and the Here, here to Stay initiative? And so, so man, I'm excited that, that we have ambitions within our city. And bottom line is every crisis provides an opportunity. And that's what these nonprofits represent is there has been a crisis and someone rose up and they made an opportunity out of it. And so we have the blessing of partnering with them. And bottom line, at the end of the day, we want to be a, a church that shows the city that we are committed and we're not going anywhere. And that we are a church that's for them and not against them. That when we're in the middle of a crisis, whether it's personal crisis, a global pandemic, a crisis in our city, that we're going to be the ones that show up first. And so that's what we're excited about. That's the scenario. We're going to move on to global. Yeah, globally, what we see here is we see a number of different organizations. And, and because of time, again, we won't go yeah. through every single one of those. But one, one of those that I want to, to highlight is the third one uh, on the top row is Speed the Light. And what I want to do is just take a moment and I want to honor our, our high schoolers and middle schoolers for inspiring us. Um, some of... Some of you may or may not know this, but they went to a convention, a conference two weeks ago, and they were inspired with the message of generosity. And then two weeks or two Wednesdays ago or three weeks, three weeks ago, Pastor Isaiah comes up and presents this, hey, what if we all got into this game? of giving something, what could we do in the next two weeks? And this Wednesday, they raised $7,500 for Speed the Light. And it's not about the amount, but it's about the heart of these students that we're willing to, to babysit, willing to rake, willing to, to give all of their income uh, so then God's kingdom could advance. And you guys inspire us. And so we want to say this. Thank you for leading us. Keep on doing it. Your work is not done, and I can't wait to see what you do by the end of the year in 2022. But we believe in global missions. We believe in the scripture where it says that we're supposed to make a difference in this city. We're supposed to make a city in this state, and we're supposed to make a difference all around the world. And the organizations that we have picked and the ministries and the mission, uh, missionaries that we get behind are people that, that fit our missiology. It fits what we we want to accomplish, and we're just excited to invite you into the goal of raising not only fifty thousand dollars for the for the local missions, but also to raise another fifty to the global to bless the work of God around the world. Is anybody excited about that? I am. You want to add to global at all? Or Thank you, you Andy. Um, along with giving to global missions, we are excited that we are in the midst of preparing for some missions trips, short-term missions trips in 2022. And so that is on the horizon. We'll be communicating that after the holiday season, but Living Hope is an orphanage down in Pueblo, Mexico. We have personally been there. It's amazing. They have a church. They have a school. They have like 200 orphans. Our friend has a clinic there. So if 
we, I feel like there's some medical professionals in the room. Maybe you would want to take a trip a down few. there. Um, but our heart is to give you an opportunity to get out of your normal and experience something different and to go and serve. Mission trips are important. There is the power of stepping out of our mundane, normal life and being emerged in a different culture and seeing the need physically. And so we're really excited about that. And I don't know, maybe a limb lab trip. Just going to uh, put that yes. out there. That'd be awesome. Sounds good. So we are really excited, but honestly, it's overwhelming how many groups we can partner with, how many missionaries, and we have put so much time in really preparing on what we want to focus and have a bigger impact here at ECHO. Uh, included within the generous fund uh, is another $50,000 that we want to raise for church planting. And some of you are like, well, why? Uh, because people invested in us. And when Christy and I, it was just a dream within our heart and we felt like it was God's calling, uh, the first organization that came alongside of us was ARC. And it was churches that were a part of ARC. And they came alongside us and they became our cheerleaders. They became uh, our, our people that, and, and, and really entities that began to fund us to start something uh, that was sustainable. And so we want to be a church that comes along, or, uh, comes along with organizations like ARC and CMN and also come along with church planners that we know are going to kill it. I want to come alongside church planners that have a heart for the city. I want to come along church planners that, man, are going to go into hard spaces. And we want to come alongside and not only emotionally uh, and, and really mentorship type of support, but I want to come behind them and financially carry the burden for them to walk into their city and impact their, uh, their surrounding area. So, so we're excited about that. And, and, and so let me just break down the generous fund. There are three entities within the generous fund. And that is the local, the global, and also the church planting. And so if, if you've never given here at Echo, you'll, you'll see if you go online, there are three, three particular uh, line items. One would be the general fund. One will be the generous fund. And then the last one we just created because we know we need to make preparations. And as we have, but make it official, we need to start what we are begin we're starting today is the here to stay fund. We, we've been planted, but I haven't seen it grow from the ground yet. We haven't been able to create a brick and mortar, and we just know that eventually there is a space that, that God is preparing for us. And so whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else in Rochester, we feel like we've got to be faithful with what God has called and placed in our heart, that if we're going to continue to impact the local, we're going to continue to impact the global, we're going to continue to invest in other church planners, man, we've got to solidify a home for ourselves. And we want to call you to that mission. And, and you know what, our, the big dream dream that we have in 2021 is to raise a down payment of about $500,000 so we can prepare for the future. And again, is this in our pocket today? Maybe not. But the Lord is behind us, and I'm just excited to test God and to see if the Lord will, will show up in the process. Yeah, and a big part of that, too, is that we've been paying rent. Rent is great. We're very grateful for this building. But rent is investing in the present, and God's calling us to invest in the future. And so when we have ownership... It's our home. And so whether it's here at the castle or whether it's somewhere else, we believe that we are in a season where God is preparing us for our next steps. And so we need you. Our vision is not the building. We, we've said that since day one. Our vision is you. Our vision is the people. But I'm telling you what, 
it has been such a gift to have a space seven days a week. Yes. There are groups that meet here every single day of the week through the community within Echo and outside of Echo. And Echo High would not have a place if we were renting a school right now and just on Sundays. And so there's so much. And we have only done this much, in my opinion, with having this space. But if we had ownership, we could make some more permanent decisions of really having more of a community center and investing in the people and loving them and getting outside of the walls of the church. But we're excited. And honestly, we only can do this with you. And so some people cringe at money, but I believe that it is our heart to keep you in the know, to challenge you and equip you and to ask you to join this story. Absolutely. And uh, just in, in, in conclusion of this, this visionary thing, we've, ta- we've told a lot of the, what we call the nuts and bolts and the, and, and the, and the amount. But what we want to do is show you a video here just in about uh, one minute about what we've been able to do so far with the organization called Project 42 that really goes and sends funds to places that, that the vast majority of churches today won't send funds to. And I, wanted, I want you to watch it. And I want you to watch it with the eyes, knowing that not only will your future funds go here, but this is something we helped accomplish through your generosity. And then we'll close the service right after. So uh, go ahead and check out this video and uh, we'll, we'll conclude shortly. ここ no corner, I had a When we completed the New Testament in 2001, right from that moment, we began to see great transformation among the Tetraka people. Even in my church to date, I preach in my mother tongue. I remember being invited in one of them, and I ran in Kitharaka. Before I finished reading, they were all clapping hands. Just reading. So it means, therefore, this language is so special to them. It touches you. you. You clearly understand what the Bible says. Because this is the language that they understand better than any other language in the world. The Bible is the word of God. Yeah. So, because this is the God who has created us, who has made us to be the way we are, who has given us the ability to understand what we are doing. Here in Idaraka, we have a big, big, big tree called the Bobab tree. 
is a huge tree. But it has been able to contain all that without even falling. This tree has strong roots, deep roots. I can equate this with the Bible in this community. That the Bible is giving us strong roots. The Old Testament is, is, is the basis eh, of the New World Testament. To know God free, to understand the New Testament free, we must first of all understand the Old Testament. They complement one another. As I translated the, the, the Old Testament, one I came to identify there's a very close similarity between the Raqqa and Hebrew culture. So the Raqqa people with their own testament, they will be reading and seeing, okay, these people are not very different from us. So by having that word, they feel like uh, it is them. You know, the Raqqa community has been rejected for years and marginalized. I felt now we have something we can say, this is our own. Now the story is complete. The wonder and the new gives us a complete story of salvation. When the procession came in, I was crying, crying with joy. It was so powerful for me. Even now when I remember, tears of joy come to my eyes. It's very hard for the Raka person to cry. In our culture, men don't cry. But at that time, I was crying. Somebody met me and to look away and just hide because I was so happy that what you have been waiting for has finally come. I remembered many times that we labored, reading through difficult passages. At times, old men would come and tell you, I want the Bible. And you would hear somebody has passed on before the Bible came. So when, when I saw the procession, I, I said, my God, thank you. Nobody else will die before he reads the word of God in the Raka. <laughs> we you just close your eyes? Would you just bow your heads? And what I want you to see is that we could all play a part in this. That when we give, there's 
an eternal return on investment. No, not only does it bless us, but it blesses the world. It brings opportunities like we just watched and, and, and it changes hearts, it changes minds, it brings people hope. It brings cities new life. And that's what we get to be a part of. And what I wanna do just as we started this church is we had some of our very first interest socials, we called it startup parties. At the end of those parties, we would simply look at the people that were attending and we, we, we asked this one thing, would you just ask God? Ask God how you could play a part, play a part in the start of Echo. And, and today I would just ask that you would ask God, how could you play a part in giving in and through Echo Church today? What could I sacrifice? What could I, how could I serve to accelerate God's work today? Because it's by the speed and, the, and your generosity that will determine the speed of the vision. It will determine uh, our impact in and around us. And, uh, and, and, and as I was thinking about this very moment in service, I couldn't get my mind off of Echo High and, and how, how uh, they, they came up with this vision and they came up with this goal and said, what if we could do this? And they far exceeded it in two weeks. And then I start thinking, what if we all played a part and took the next three weeks and we let them lead us to inspire us to do the same through Echo Church? And that's what I wanna tell you today. And that's what I want you to pray about today. That's what I want you to ask God about today is what could you give to the generous initiative? What could you give to the here to stay initiative in a big give Sunday coming up in three Sundays on December 12th? Lord, what could I do if I sacrificed something? What could I do if I just worked a little harder? What could I do if I just changed some of my priorities and I sacrifice and I give, I give and I worship through my finances? And so today, Jesus, that's where we're at. Enough of my voice and Holy Spirit, uh, we ask that you would do your work. Speak to us, inspire us. God, I just ask that you would encourage every single one of us before we leave to write something down on that piece of paper and to bring it home, to put it on our, uh, to put it in our Bible, to, to put it on our refrigerator, to, to put it within our notepads, whatever it might be, God, wherever we see it, God, and that you would inspire us to live with purpose and to see your kingdom come on earth as we know it. Here we are. We're your vessels. Turn the tables, redirect, and re-inspire us today. In Jesus' name. Echo Church, I'm gonna ask that you stand up. I wanna remind you that God doesn't want your money, he wants your heart. And some people, you walked in this space and you feel far from God and Jesus is inviting you not to give today, but to take your heart, to receive your heart. And we pray a prayer every week that simply just brings us to a place of surrender that not only does Jesus have this, but he has our hands and he has our feet. And so I wanna invite you, you who feel far from God to take a step towards God today. 
And for the rest of us to say, you know what, Jesus, not only do you have your hearts, God, you have our mind and you have our dreams and you have our visions and you have our actions, you have our attitudes in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority, amen. I've asked the band to play a song that I feel is the heart and the vision of what we wanna accomplish in this church and in the world around us today. So can we make this our anthem, church? Can we do this? You don't know it, but you will after this. And man, let's just praise the Lord today.
opportunity to press forward and do something great and they send 12 people out to check it out and 10 of them come back and talk about how hard it's going to be how challenging it's going to be and we just have to let it go we're just going to complain we're going to be it's, it's amazing to watch it play out but two people Caleb and Joshua are like no God's got this God has got this and I just want you to stay right now I just want to remind you we are not going to be the people that look back in 40 years and go, man, we could have taken a step forward. We are going to take a step forward. We are going to move forward and trust God in ways that we've never seen before. And it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what's happening with this building or anything else. Because God is in the business of saving lives, redeeming marriages, doing incredible, awesome, amazing miracles. And we're not going to get caught up in the details. Who's with me this morning? Come on. While you're celebrating Echo, we like to celebrate people here. Can we give it up for those that said the prayer for the first time today? Yeah. And what about those that set foot in the church for the first time today? Let's celebrate those guys. 